Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt-Bong. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions. North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. in the 630 Chat Studios. There's nobody that dislikes that song. That song has it going on, man. Especially if Vision Quest was one of your favorite movies of all time. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer back in the 630 Chat Studios. The city's south side. The Edmonton Oilers coming off. Um, well, they had no juice last night. That's all there is to it. Everyone. They're all in it together in a very um, quiet 3-0 loss in St. Paul, Minnesota. The Oilers finished their first 10 games of the season with a record of 7-2-1. That's the good news. The bad news is they've been shut out in back-to-back games. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. This is Oilers Now. Coming up in the first half hour, we'll bring aboard uh, Brendan Escott for a brief conversation. We'll get to our Oilers Now audio vault 
Um, for our friends at Direct Workwear, go down the NHL Today path for elite promotional marketing. Here is how you can reach us. Hunter River Cray Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. There, bigger and better, and now 100% smoke-free on the main casino floor. River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us at 630-630 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Hey, it's good to see you, man. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late one last night, let me tell you. Uh, anyhow, off day today for the Edmonton Oilers, but not an off day today. Brendan, do you think we'll ever get to the point where we fly coming back off road trips and you host these shows? I hope so. Uh, yeah. For your sanity and yeah. well-being. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. When you have a game like that, I didn't think it'd be fair to all deal with the, the crap that's coming this way. Because I know there's some... Actually, I'd like to know that. You can text us at 630-630 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Do you, are you concerned? I mean, they haven't scored in two and a half games now. The team is 7-2-1 and one to start the season. 7-2-1 and one to start the season. That's the good news. The bad news... They had nothing going last night. Uh, scoring chances in that game, uh, I think I had 13-3. Speaking of co- scoring chances, one of those guys that uh, documents those sort of things, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, joins us every second Wednesday in Oilers now. Brian Lott will be on the show today as well from the NHL Network. He'll be our headliner for touchback safety. We'll get an update from Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. Kurt's uh, either he came in at the right time or he just done some good work or maybe it's a combination of both because last year they finished first in the Central Division his first year uh, in Edmonton and this year the Oil Kings are currently first as well. They're going to get pushed. The Medicine Hat Tigers are coming to town Friday. Remember Willie Desjardins who had, was coaching the LA Kings last year and was in Dallas and uh, Vancouver before? Well, Willie uh, has got some sweat equity now in uh, the Medicine Hat organization with Daryl Mazur. So Bottom line is, uh, Willie's got a good team. He's got an unbelievable goalie. And the Edmonton Oil Kings are here Friday night. The Washington Capitals are here tomorrow night. They beat the Flames 5-2 in Calgary last night. They got the league's top score. No, it's not Alexander Ovechkin. It's John Carlson. There are tickets available. It's also Thursday, Thirsty Thursday night, which means uh, you can get quite the deal until the end of the first period on all Molson products. Again, tickets at uh, EdmontonOilers.com. And uh, away uh, we go. So the orders in Minnesota last night to our orders now. Audio Vault 4, Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at DirectWorkwear.com. A guy I know is going to take it next. Here's Jack Michaels. Oilers look to take advantage of an aging and splotting team for the Wild. Greenway trying to wrap around, save, rebound, score. Shoveled home on the rebound. Hard charging. That was an outstanding job of Minnesota flooding the net. Ripped on net, save, made, rebound, backhander, score. Eric Stoll again. 2-0 Wild. Minnesota's earning this. Got it back from Dumont. Centering pass. One-timer to save on Mayhew by Mike Smith. Off the draw, Dumba. One-timer, Hunt scores. 3-0 Minnesota. I mean, that's an identical goal to the goal he scored against Montreal on the power play with Brad Hunt. He could always shoot the pill. And Edmonton's in a world of hurt here early, Jack. 
first power play goal they've given up on the road this year. We've got a penalty on the back side of the play. Dubnik is down and out. He might be out. And he's hurt. Yeah, he landed right on his back, and I just... It was an ugly, hellacious collision. Neal still tied for the league. Here's a quick shot off the post. Rebound. Neal trying to stuff it open. Squirts free and is kicked out. Minnesota's going to become the second consecutive Central Division team to blank Edmonton. Stalock finishes up Dubnik's 22 minutes of work with a perfect 38 of his own. There you go. Well, uh, it wasn't a pretty night. Again, the orders didn't have much going. Dave Tippett had this to say in the back-to-back losses. Sir, first bit that's uh, got us. I know we were, we seemed like we were a little low on energy the last couple of days, and uh, I was kind of worried about this game a little bit. But uh, there's things you can do to compensate for some of that. We didn't do them very well tonight, and uh, so it's time to regroup. There you go. Uh, Tippett says the Oilers have been unable to match the desperation levels of a couple of teams they played here the last couple of games. It's hard to win every game. I mean, you, you've got teams, especially, you know, you look at the last two teams we played, the last three teams we played, they're all desperate to try to get themselves back in the race even early, you know, and we've had a pretty good start, but you, uh, when you play a desperate team, you better play desperate yourself, and we didn't have the juice in our tank to, uh, or the gas in our tank tonight to do that, so got behind early and just chased it the whole game. There you go. That is uh, Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, faced the media last night. Uh, the most experienced Oiler player. Guy that's played the most games of the club. Said so this to stay on being shut out in back-to-back games. Well, I think it's uh, a sign that teams are they're playing us tight right now. And uh, those, these last two games, I mean... Uh, um, They've been tight. I mean, they're not giving up. Uh, uh, I mean, they're not giving up a whole lot. Every chance we get, we have to work for uh, and, and create. Um, but I mean, it just uh, it shows that there hasn't been a whole lot out there. We can. Uh, we, we, I think uh, easy success or um, recipe of success for us is just point shots, get pucks back, and um, that's kind of how we got some against uh, Philly, against um, back at home there. So I mean, we got to get back to that. But uh, no, it's just. Uh, Winning battles all over the ice uh, creates offense. So. And, uh, yeah, bottom line here is for the first time this season, the Oilers are facing a little bit of adversity. I mean, they started the year 7-1. and one. They go to Winnipeg, gave up ample opportunities to the Jets in the first half of the game. Then Edmonton got a bunch of chances in overtime, didn't finish, lost in a shootout. Now we get shut out in Minnesota where they were thoroughly outplayed. They lost everything in that game. They lost all the individual battles. They had guys... Uh, they, they, it was it was not pretty. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins had this to say and face in adversity for the first time this season. First time losing two in a row and first time, uh, first real game that I thought, um, I mean, we probably got out-competed for most of the game. Um, just on loose puck battles and stuff. I mean, uh, not every play, but a lot of the time they just kind of, they got to pucks first and uh, created more from that than, than we did. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, first time game like this has happened to us in the, in the first 10 so um, I mean you, it's bound to happen things like this happen uh, to any team throughout the throughout the league and throughout the season and uh, it's just a matter of how we bounce back and how we respond uh, back at home. Alex Chason added some additional comments on the fact that the Oilers 7-1 and one start has made them a bit of a target. You've touched on a few things uh, that uh, definitely has to get better for a group 
I think the other part is with the start that um, you know teams are going to get out and come out and play hard. And I think that's one thing this group has to learn uh, how to handle. And uh, for sure, night wasn't our best effort. And Riley Sheehan, uh, who I think of all of the bottom, and this is where I was going to bring you in here, Brendan. I mean. And I put a tweet out, and unfortunately, I didn't clarify something, so then I had to put another tweet out, which I hate doing. Um, anyways, uh, no juice from the bottom six through the first 10 games. I mean, take a look at it. Take a look at the bottom six last night at the start of the game. The Oilers had uh, Riley Sheehan centering Jujar Kara and Josh Archibald, and then they had M- Marcus uh, Granlund with Tomash Yurcho. And Patrick Russell. And Chase on was up to start the game with Nugent Hopkins and Neal. So here we go. Uh, Chase on doesn't have a goal. Okay? And none of the bottom six forwards have a goal through the first 10 games of the year. Now, they haven't all played 10 games. Of all of the guys, the guy I'm most comfortable with, there's two guys. Sheehan and Russell. Patrick Russell, for me, I think have played the best of those guys. Yurcho has been hit and miss. Kara. Oh, he, he's got to get her going here. Like, you can't be giving away. He doesn't move. Keeps giving pucks away. Keeps turning pucks over. He's taking too many penalties. Um, and just so everybody establishes this right now, there is some, Jujar Kara has some ability. There is something there. We just haven't seen it to start the year. Granlund and Archibald each had 12 goals last season. Archibald's had a couple looks. Granlund's had a breakaway. But, you know, Chason had 22. Like, I didn't expect Chason to score 22 if Neil was going to be here. But maybe, you know, 15 maybe. So if you got Chason with 22, Granlin and, and Archibald with 12, that's 46 goals those guys scored last year between the three of them. That's basically half a goal a game. You're thinking you might be able to get out of those three guys. We're 10 games in the year. They don't have any goals. The one guy I can live with is Shan, just in terms of because he's in it. I don't think he's really a third-line center. He just takes a ton of draws. He's been part of a good penalty kill. But there, enough's enough here. Like, there comes a point where you can't just always be relying on on Nugent Hopkins and Neal together and then McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl and Cassidy together. Some other guys need to step up. Give me your thoughts on this. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. And you look across the league and it's just... I'm wondering whether it's the makeup, the kinds of players that are, are making up the bottom six for the Oilers relative to what other teams have. And, and, you know, sort of the conclusion that I'm drawing is a lot of other teams are getting that sort of production because they have some offensive flair in the bottom six, be it guys that young guys in the league who have the offensive talent and are working their way up into a top six role, or whether it's just that there's this team, I mean, they're so cap strapped that they had to assemble what they could. So uh, you look back to last year and we've had three different coaches now. So it's not the deployment of these players. How could it possibly be? Well, they just have to step up, it's right? Different, different players. Now, one of Kara has been the one constant of those guys. Exactly. He's on a two-year deal. I mean, Sheehan's on a one-year deal. Archibald's on a one-year deal. Granlin's on a one-year deal. Um, like, I, and and it's funny with Jujar Kara. He has a lot of fans in this market. Those fans need to recognize he needs to play a lot better. Okay. And, yeah, hey, you know what? McDavid and Drysaddle have gone quiet for a couple games here. That's going to happen. I mean, I don't know if you guys see it on the TV, but against Winnipeg in the first period, uh, 
Blake Wheeler basically submarine Connor McDavid and got away with it. Like it was a low hit and clattered into him. Uh, you know, and and I, I and I hate you know the team seven two and one. I don't want to be the guy sitting there chirping about the refs, but McDavid gets a breakaway in overtime. Wheeler's beat and he hacks him across the you know across the hands as he's about to shoot the puck, and the refs don't call it after they've already called an incidental slash early in the game on Wheeler by McDavid like in, and did not take a scoring opportunity away. But again, I've always felt that they're just not in position to make the calls. They're not good enough of skaters. There's a reason why they're officials. They're You know, like Travis Toomey is a linesman. He played for the Alberta Golden Bears, but he's not an NHL-caliber player. And so Connor is so gifted and so good. I wonder whether or not guys, maybe some guys just think, well, I could call a penalty on him all the time, or other guys just aren't in the perfect position to make the call. But McDavid has gotten a lot of attention here over the last couple games. Last night, and again, did you guys, Brennan, did you see what uh, uh, Dumba did? Went right underneath inside. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's a penalty. You can't do that. You can't come underneath and take a guy's knee out from under him. And Connor's sitting there looking at the ref, and there was no call. But that's it's it's part and parcel to a bigger issue, which is that McDavid and Drysaddle are getting a lot of attention, and they've played a lot of minutes. Those guys had no juice, so some other guys need to pick it up here. And if they're not going to pick it up, we're going to see different guys here getting an opportunity. And that's sort of the justification for putting the tweet out today. Like, I think Edmonton misses Nygaard because he gives him speed. I think Nygaard's a player. I could be completely wrong. I've been wrong lots before. You can text us at 630-630. Tell us what you think. But I think there's something there with Nygaard. I think he has a chance to be a very useful middle six forward because he can skate. Yamamoto, by all reports, has been terrific in the minors. Keep him down there for a while until he's too good for that league and then bring him up. But I'm thinking maybe after Christmas at the latest, okay? And then the the wild card in all of this is going to be what happens with Paul Yarvey. Uh Do I think Paul Yarvey's coming back? No, I don't. I, don't, I think that ship has sailed. Um, am I disappointed that he's contributing offensively? In Finland? Are you kidding me? It's great that he's contributing. He should be. It's not that good of a league. He should be really good offensively. I know there's comparables that are done, and they're not, for, for the finished numbers, they're, you know, let's put it this way. Uh, a point per game in Finland doesn't necessarily register to elite offense. And for the people that think he should just be handed a top six opportunity, try telling his teammates, the high-end guys, that. Oh, he should just be handed a top six spot here because he's yes a Poljärvi. You know? And the, and the irony was, there was probably a spot there for him to go earn. Earn. I know, it's a novel word. Uh, anyhow, the so I, I, Nygaard's going to be back probably towards the end of November. He can help this team. Yamamoto, at some point, does he come up? I think he's got a chance to be a player based on what we've seen already out of the American Hockey League. And then the potential trade return on, and and I don't know what that's going to be. If it's just a prospect in a second-round pick, then it's not going to be something that can help Edmonton during the course of the season. If it's a real player, we're having a different conversation. How does it become a real player? We need some teams to fall out of it. That's what we need to see happen here. And the orders, obviously, to stay in it. So, you know, two-parter today on the text line, and we'll have Brian Lawton coming up a little bit later. Are you concerned over the last couple of games? 
you know what? The team has missed the playoffs 12 of the last 13 years. They did start 7-1 and one back in 16-17, and they started 7-1 this year. And at one point, they were like 8-7-2 or something like that during uh, the season where Todd McClellan and Pete Shirelli ended up uh, uh, both nominated respectively for coach and GM of the year. But let's get back to just one more comment here from the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work with Riley Sheehan on how to generate uh, more secondary scoring. Yeah, for sure. We need to we need to give uh, our top guys some relief. And I don't know exactly what what we t- what we do, but maybe take the puck to the net a little more and get the puck to the point and just try to score some some dirty goals, things like that. But yeah, we definitely have to uh, help out. And, um, it's one thing to possess the puck for a while in the O zone. Uh, it's another thing to get on the score sheet. So we definitely got to do a better job of that. And I think he's been the best of the bottom six forwards for me. Let's get right into NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business when your order is done on time. Every time, Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brandon Escott. Thanks, Bob. It's a light night in the NHL. Just two games tonight. Ottawa hosts Detroit and Pittsburgh battle the Lightning in Tampa Bay. The Jets claimed defenseman Lucas Spiza off waivers from Anaheim this morning. 29-year-old played nine games with the Islanders last year. Red Wings D-man Jonathan Erickson cleared waivers. The Islanders reportedly actively seeking to trade Josh Hosang. The 23-year-old told not to report to AHL Bridgeport and has been training at home in Toronto ever since. Marty Brodeur was named to the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame this morning along with women's legend Jaina Hefford. Bakersfield Condors are uh, hosting the Ontario Reign tonight. The Oil Kings kick off a three-game homestand against Medicine Hat on Friday. U of A Golden Bears on the road for a pay against the University of Lethbridge this weekend and the AJHL's Calgary Mustangs will relocate to Black Falls, Alberta for the 2021-22 season, the league announced. The Mustangs uh, had a two-year hiatus uh, completely abruptly. How many many AJHL teams are in Calgary now? Just one now. The the longest-serving team, the Calgary Canucks. Okay. Is that where is that where uh, Edmonton sporting icon Dan Baker from Pub 1905 once scored 48 goals and had 250 penalty minutes in a season for? Was it with the Calgary Canucks, Bakes? I don't know. Uh, text me at, uh, well, you, you, you actually can text me at uh, 6.30, 6.30. All right. Hey, Sid Smith's in the house. Wow. There we go. Legendary uh, Edmonton sportscaster from the past runs the show here. Maybe I'm being served my papers. Who knows? Uh, anyhow, hope everybody's having a wonderful, uh, what day is it today? It's Wednesday. That's right. When we come back, we'll hook up with uh, Brian Lawton. That's right, Brian Lawton. I did just want to pass along uh, one more note for those of you that uh, are old school Edmonton Eskimos fans. Uh, some sad news involving uh, a rival of the Eskimos, George Brancato. The former head coach of the Ottawa Rough Riders has passed away. George Brancato's daughter uh, is married to Peter Shirelli. So uh, anyhow, I met uh, I met him a couple of years ago. Nice fellow. And uh, sad news on that front. George did a good job. 5-11 and 11 with the Ottawa uh, Rough Riders in the Grey Cup. Was that 1981? And they were up at the half like 20-3 to 3 or 20-1 to 1 against the Eskimos. And the Eskimos came back and won a field goal uh, late in the game. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.